You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 128. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about enterprise strategy and the PMO. Now, we are presently in a decade of jaw-dropping change. Wouldn't you say? It's been a little bit chaotic. As an article in Fortune Magazine points out, in the old days, a business model will last for decades. Now, organizations will have to innovate all aspects of their value proposition. What are the impacts to PMOs and how will PMO staff have to upskill their abilities to facilitate the rethinking of organizational strategy and potentially rethinking how the PMO makes an impact to drive that strategy through to delivery? Now with me today is Greg Githens. Now Greg is a speaker at the PMO Impact Summit. He's a PMP and he's a well-known speaker and thought leader on project and program management. He is the author of How to Think Strategically, Sharpen Your Mind, Develop Your Competency, Contribute to Success. And that was nominated for PMI's Book of the Year Award, which is so very cool. Now, before we dive in, This episode is sponsored by my free masterclass on the game-changing steps to a high-impact PMO. Whether you're starting a PMO for the first time, trying to get your PMO back on track, or just want to ensure that your PMO is as high-impact as possible, this training will get right to the heart of what really makes a difference in the eyes of your business leaders, where to focus your energy for the best results, and how to accelerate your PMO performance. We're going to follow my step-by-step framework that has been developed leveraging more than 24 years of real-world experience as a PMO leader myself for 15 years and as a consultant with PMO Strategies, a trainer and a coach for the last nine years. The work I do with my students has helped them get and keep their seat at the table no matter what kind of chaos is thrown in their way, and they are thriving. Join me for this one-hour training program by going to pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO. And let's unleash the full power of your impact engine PMO today. Okay, let's dive in. Greg, thank you so much for being here today. I am really looking forward to diving into this topic of enterprise strategy and the PMO. Uh, Well, thank you, Laura. I'm honored that you invited me into this conversation. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be a good one. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to just dive right in because we've got a lot to talk about here with respect to change and the kind of change we've seen in organizations over the last decade, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah without a doubt. And it's just going to filter and affect everything. Absolutely. Now, we 
started this episode by talking about jaw dropping change. And you've been known to say that this is a decade of jaw dropping change, which I could not agree with more. But can you tell us a little bit more? And I'd like to push even further. I'd like to look at maybe if there's some ways that we can be more proactive, specifically from the perspective of a PMO in leading and facilitating this jaw dropping change. Well, absolutely. One of the key words that we have to rethink in the project management world is what complexity means. Mm. And a lot of people think complexity is about mastering some intricate system where they can pick, take the things apart, put them back together, and, and it predictably will work. Mm-hmm. Complexity really means the emergence of new ideas. And we only know about the emergence after it's occurred. We can look back and say, oh, look at that pandemic that popped up on us. But it doesn't mean that we can specifically predict pandemic. So we need a whole new way of thinking about emergence. And that's where the jaw-dropping idea really comes in. So can you talk to us a little bit more about what the PMO should be doing to kind of step into a leadership role here and maybe drive some of this change? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to clarify, I'm talking more about enterprise PMOs, which would be the parts of the organization or would sit there and has that big picture view across the entire business model. So not a PMO that might be associated with one particular function like HR or something. So the ability to see the big picture is ever so important. Now, as part of seeing that big picture, strategy means we have to look outside of the boundaries of the organization and what's going on in the macro environment be it the economy, technology, the political environment, the list goes on and on and on. And I I want to relate to that word emergence that I just talked about a second ago, which is we have to train our organization to pay more attention to weak signals and to look at those weak signals and make sense out of them because embedded in those weak signals are threats and opportunities to the entire organization. And we have to help So what I'm saying specifically is the PMO needs to take on the responsibility to help the organization think better about how it senses those weak signals and makes sense out of those weak signals. It's moving away from a traditional, here's your goals, break it down into the pieces and program them into a a master roadmap. I think that's the the old model. And I think it's going to be found to become irrelevant or obsolete. Interesting. What we're having to do here as PMO leaders is figure out how we kind of pivot and maybe adapt our style on the way that we're delivering services and value and probably quite quickly, right? Because as the changes are happening faster and faster, and frankly, what we saw in the pandemic, when the first few months of the pandemic, PMOs that were stuck in like, well, this is the way we've always done things. This is the way we contribute value. We're here with our many meetings and our big templates and our spreadsheets and our running and chasing people down for information and on and on and on. And oh, by the way, if you need a change to happen, it's going to take you six months of going through all of our steps in our process before anything's going to really happen, right? That's not what worked, right? And the PMOs that were stuck in that old way of operating, we're not able to even keep up with the pace of change, much less facilitate and drive that change. So what I'm hearing you say is 
for PMOs that maybe have a cross department perspective, but you could even manage this at the, at a functional department level, uh, they are going to need to pivot more to becoming drivers of the change, getting in the driver's seat and helping the organization figure out what the changes are and how to articulate those changes, which I know we'll get into in a minute, and then be in the, what I call the role of strategy navigator to help push forward those changes as opposed to reacting, responding, or potentially slowing down the changes. That's what I'm kind of hearing from this. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I think so. I'd be careful that we don't know specifically what the changes are. And and one of the key messages I have for your audience is expect to be surprised. Right. I think we build resilience by expecting to be surprised every day. Mm-hmm. So what we really, this kind of brings us into a, a slightly different view of what it means to be agile. It means that we are very perceptive of what's going on and that collectively, not, not just individually, collectively, we can make sense out of these changes, these incidents that are occurring in the external environment. And we can say, and how does that affect our business? How does it affect our customers? How does it affect our offerings? Here's one of my favorite questions. Where is all this going? Mm. We can collectively make sense out of that question. Where is all this going? Now we have a chance as an organization to jump out and take a leadership position and not be reactive, but to be proactive. Mm, So good. So good. Okay. So let's dive into that a little bit more because you said something really important there, which is we need to expect to be surprised and meaning that this goes against the very core nature of many of our PMO leaders who maybe grew up in the project space. We don't like to be surprised. We like to be the predictors of the future. We like to know what's coming because we planned it out so thoroughly. So But you said something about us needing to be flexible and nimble is what kind of the theme I took away from that. And, but you've also been known to say, don't let a good crisis go to waste. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, because I think we are quite frankly, often jumping from crisis to crisis, and it could be an incredible opportunity for PMO leaders and PMOs to step in. So can you talk to me about why you say that saying and what that means to you? Sure. There's, wow, there's a lot there to touch on. So the first thing I want to talk about is you're correct. Project managers are really good at planning and preparation. Mm-hmm. And in my PMO impact pr- presentation, I mentioned one of the micro skills, which is anticipation. Anticipation is about the way that we think about the future. There's three kinds of anticipation, which is preparation and planning, which most project managers do pretty well. But the third type is where project program managers and PMO leaders need to develop something. It's called discovery. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to something about being open to the emergence of new ideas to kind of devalorize the idea that we can predict it all, that we're going to have this master strategic plan, that it's just going to work to the roadmap. That's just not going to work. Let's just leave it as simple as that. And kind of underneath this is a really key idea, and it's around the idea of ambiguity. Strategy is inherently ambiguous. However, ambiguity causes people to feel discomfort. So if we want to be good at strategic thinking, one of the most important tasks that we need to take on is to be tolerant of ambiguity. Mm. That means we need to understand what ambiguity is. It means that we have to pay more attention to the context. For example, here's a simple example of the word run, R-U-N, has a whole bunch of different dictionary meanings. But if we put that word run into a sentence and understand it in context, 
we know what it's all about. So one of the skills that we have to develop in our next generation of leaders is more sensitivity to context and more tolerance of ambiguity. As individuals feel more comfortable with ambiguity, then they'll say, I don't have to rush and come up with the solution. I can right. take the time and to know that opportunity will emerge, that we will find our way to a solution here. And I think a lot of the dysfunctions we see in organizations is because people think that they're good problem solvers and by golly, they're going to solve that problem. But what they ended up, they end up solving the symptoms, but having a whole bunch of unintended consequences. Mm, interesting. We you know, have to think about the way that we approach the challenges that we have that requires a different way of thinking that hasn't been part of the traditional training in our world. Well, that's so true. And especially when it comes to PMO leaders and project managers, whose job it is to take ambiguity and make some sense of it and figure out how to take the chaos, take the lack of clarity and specificity and get specifics and build those plans and get those detailed requirements. So you talked a little bit about this in your summit presentation at this year's PMO Impact Summit. I'm wondering if you can talk about, you know, how do we help PMO leaders and project managers get more clear and get not just comfortable in the ambiguity, but learn to ask the right questions and where challenging is appropriate so that we can dig deeper, get more clarity, really truly understand and make sense of what we're hearing regarding strategy, either at the enterprise or department level in the organizations. Because if we are going to be successful in getting into that strategy navigator role, we're going to have to really, one, get comfortable in the ambiguity, but then eventually figure out how to turn that into something we can make sense of so we can move forward, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So I mentioned in my PMO Impact presentation, the 20 micro skills. Let me talk just real quickly about the micro skill called high quality questions. Okay. When we're practicing high quality questions, we're always looking to ask better and better questions. So this question gets asked a lot. What's the vision? <laughs> What's the deliverable kind of thing? And I don't think that's a very high quality question. Right. So a better quality question is, can you tell me about the shapes of the future? Are we going to be organized well for an emerging future, the way that we presently have our resources? Those mm -hmm. are the kind of questions that open up the discussion. So what I want to move away from is I want to move away from questions that have explicit answers. And I want to move towards questions that get people to talk about what they're noticing and mm -hmm. seeing and believing about the external world around them. So learning to ask better questions is a leadership trait that helps you in every part of your career as well as your life. Are we even asking the right questions is kind of a question that helps us recognize the ambiguity that's out there. So we need to move away from the idea that we're supposed to have answers to the questions and move more towards looking for questions that open us up to the possibilities that are out there, but also the threats that are there as well. Asking more and better questions is a skill that all project people need to develop. 
Hmm. Okay. So I'm wondering as we kind of wrap up here today, if you can give us, we have a very practical audience. They're like, okay, got it. I bought into your ideas, but how do I do this? So can you give a couple of examples, like where they could start and where they could put what they're learning here into action? Like what are some of those initial questions that they could ask to drive more clarity in their conversations and understanding the strategy and then also being able to articulate it? Yeah. So if, for example, if your boss comes to you and say, where's, here's the strategy, a question that you could ask is what's the insight behind this strategy? Mm. Strategies are spark bands. So what's the insight that's behind and where did this come from? And be curious and what's the history of this particular idea? I think part of the questioning that we have to get comfortable with in the project world is just showing our curiosity recognizing that sometimes we're going to get slapped down a little bit because strategic thinkers, we're a little bit unorthodox and unconventional, but that's also part of the reason why strategic thinking is rare. Right. Exactly. But that's what makes us so valuable. And I like to tell our PMO leaders and project managers that are trying to be impact drivers to ask a very simple question, which is why. Why is this so important? And if you get pushback from your sponsor saying, you know what, I don't have time to explain all this to you, just go do it. Or if you just feel like you're getting pushback in general, one of the things I suggest is explaining to the sponsor that if you are not able to clearly align everyone to why they should care about this strategy and how they fit into that strategy, you are going to have an uphill battle in delivering on that strategy. So it is critical, fundamental, do not pass go or collect $200 if you do not understand why this project is happening and why this strategy is so important and why it's important that everyone get aligned right from the start in helping to deliver on that strategy. So that's my one piece of advice here is that it's okay to push back on that because like you said, it can be a little uncomfortable. It can be a little hard to get people to really take the time. And frankly, in some cases we find out that they really don't understand the strategy that much themselves. So we've got to be careful how we ask the questions, but I think they're questions that must be asked and that we need to get a little bit comfortable challenging. Like you've said, we need to get a little bit comfortable challenging and asking those why questions because it's the only way to ensure that the project will be successful. And if you don't do it, you can guarantee that you're going to be a uphill battle struggle the whole way, right? Yeah, well said, and, and I couldn't agree with you more. So let me just piggyback on top of that with what I call the four driving questions, which okay. is something that I teach to program managers that are driving strategic change through the organization. So question number one is, why are we doing this? And that's what you just talked about eloquently. Right. Why are we doing this? Number two is, who needs to be involved? Okay, the third question is, what exactly are we going to do? And the fourth question is, when are we going to do it? And you ask and answer those questions in that order. Why are we doing this? Who needs to be involved? And the short answer to the who needs to be involved is the very best talent you can get your hands on, the very best people in your organization, because they will help you answer number three, what exactly are we going to do? And then finally, we worry about when we're going to do it. And I know that just kind of flips the order that a lot of project people think about things. But that's why as strategic thinkers and strategic leaders, we've got to approach our work differently. Yes, for sure. So we've got to ask why first, then who helps us figure out the rest of it, which is what and when. 
Perfect. Thank you so much, Greg, for this session today. Thank you for spending time sharing some insights on how a PMO can drive greater impact at the enterprise strategy level. And it comes down to being a little bit comfortable being uncomfortable so that we can ask the right questions and help our organizations thrive regardless of the jaw-dropping chaos around us. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by my free masterclass on the game-changing steps that you have not considered, I promise, to building a high-impact PMO. So whether you're starting from scratch with a new PMO or you've got a team and you're already trying to up-level your capabilities, or you've been called in to get things back on track, let us help you get and keep your seat at the table by unlocking the secrets of a high-impact PMO your stakeholders will be begging for. Join me at pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO. I can't wait to see you there. Thank you so much for being here today, Greg. Thank you, Laura. Great to be here. Absolutely. All right. That's it for this episode, Impact Drivers. Make sure you download the mobile app and the episodes on the go in the podcast player of your choice. And I look forward to sharing more brilliant high impact insights with you in our next episode. Bye-bye for now. 